It's time for the Engaged Club, the podcast for club managers and operators that strive to create loyal and connected members, guests, and customers. Here are the two guys with the club management and digital marketing advice you need to realize your club's potential, Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Welcome to the Engaged Club podcast. I'm Roger Kincaid. I do the marketing, the sales stuff for Off Course Golf, and you can see us online at offcourse.golf. I'm Jim Hope, and I'm the GM of the Derrick Golf and Winter Club. Mr. Kincaid, how are you, sir? Fantastic. This has been a really um, amazing series, your 12 rules of club management. And this is the final episode in that series where we're going to cover off uh, rules number 11 and 12. So go ahead, lay it on us. What, what's rule number 11? Uh, rule number 11 is uh, do work plans, not performance reviews. And rule number 12 is do a snap analysis every year. And I don't know if uh, you've ever heard of a snap analysis, Roger, or any of our listeners have, because I made it up yesterday. So um, <laughs> I was just about to say, oh, snap analysis. I do those every month, in fact. But, uh, <laughs> no, but you know what? I'll tell you something. As, a, as an employee, there was nothing I dreaded more than the performance review. And I cannot wait to hear your solution to the, uh, the performance review here in rule number 11. Uh, so. As an employee, you hated receiving them. As an employer, I hate giving them. I mean, I dread them um, and will actually avoid them. Um, uh, we do one at our club and it's pretty generic and it goes in the employee file and we can say that we did it, um, but it has no purpose um, for changing habits, changing behaviors, setting goals, doing anything that uh, other than to be able to uh, identify what you think someone's strengths are and what their weaknesses are and put them down on a piece of paper. Uh, and nobody uh, enjoys receiving them. And I can tell you with uh, both employers in talking with boards who have to do it with me uh, and other GMs who have to do it with their teams and nobody likes giving them either. So uh, in conversation with a, with a friend uh, who was a club manager as well over Christmas, we were talking about this at, and actually um, I was sitting down with uh, with my pal, John Fisher, who's a friend of yours as well, and, and telling John we were doing the 12 rules of club management and getting some ideas from John on what some of those 12 rules were. And we came up with the idea, or, or he gave me the idea of work plans instead of performance reviews, rule number 11. And it's something that he was doing at his last club. And it, it came from the corporate world through one of his directors, which is what they did in their, their corp, in their business, uh, was they did annual work plans with their people, which in essence uh, became a performance review because there was goals that were set with it. And, and you were able to sit down on a quarterly basis and review where they were with regards to those goals. And then you would do a formal review on an annual basis. But was it interesting when I worked through this with John, because I was looking for a different way to do things at our club because I, I really do hate the performance reviews. And I've got documents that I've, uh, a document that my board uses on me. I got 25 years ago in the business. I think it's still relevant, but you know, we, we do uh, uh, balanced scorecards. You can do, you know, the uh, keep doing, stop doing, start doing. You can, oh God, there's all sorts of different templates you can use for these. But at the end of the day, what you're telling someone and what you're talking to somebody about is the exact same thing. So I thought, well, how do I get a better result how do you get better buy-in from the people that you're doing the reviews with? Um, and came up with the idea of doing work plans instead. And, and, and the intent of these work plans would be that, you know, they would, they would tie you with the club's strategic plan, with the mission and vision. So you would have the mission and vision of the club detailed in the work plan so that the people know that everything that is going to come below this is going to tie in with the mission and with the vision. So there, there is an overriding 
uh, uh, principle that's in play, which is supporting the mission and the vision of the club, which also helps keep the strap plan alive at the club, which is a challenge. That's a, that's a pod all by itself. And how do you keep your strap plan um, alive and well and not collecting dust on a shelf, which happens far too often. So this work plan would tie in with the club strap plan. It would tie in also with the culture of the, your club as well. If you have a culture statement or culture support statement, like we have at our club, we have our let's program. So anything that we would do, um, uh, uh, at, uh, in our work plans, we'll tie in with the LESS program. We have our own vision, staff vision and mission statement, which is, um, you know, be the difference uh, is our mission statement for our teams. And our vision statement is to elevate the experience. And then we have a LESS program, which support that. So whatever we do with our work plans, we'll also support our culture statement, our internal culture statement for our team. Um, I think you could also incorporate into that what any of the president's objectives were. A lot of clubs you know, the president of the club may come in with I, I, a mandate, maybe a little strong, maybe not at some clubs, but they'll come in with some of their own ideas and some of the things that they would like to see happen at the club. And I think as a club manager, uh, it's worthwhile having that conversation with them to make sure that um, you know what those are. And maybe you need to incorporate that in, in different departments in, in areas that the president and, and you assume that that's coming from the board as a whole. We'd like to see improve the club from an operation standpoint. Uh, and then you chat with the person whose work plan you're doing and say, what are your personal goals? What are your goals for the club? Both personally, maybe growth goals for you. What are goals that you'd like to see uh, at the club um, obtain that might you might want to see the club change? And what would you like to see for your team? So, you know, with that, you can sit down and maybe create one or two, possibly three at the most goals in in different areas of the club maybe their personal growth goals maybe their team goals and um, maybe they are club goals as a whole recognizing that as you know 75 to 80 percent of the day is just the minutia of what you do in your job and if you create uh you know too many and i think five is probably the maximum total number that you want to create i think there's been studies that have shown that uh, anything over five i've actually heard anything over three uh, you won't accomplish any of them because uh, you'll just feel lost um that old analogy, you lose sight of the trees for the forest. So I think if you can maybe keep it to three to five goals total, uh, that's accomplishable, uh, especially with the minutia of what they do for the day. Uh, create those goals, uh, make them specific, have smart goals, obviously make them specific, review them on a quarterly basis with um, whoever you've done them with. Maybe you do them every three months or every four months instead. And then you do a, you know, a real big formal annual review, but you really, you know, there's, there's no surprises in that because you've been looking at these as you go along. So, you know, you, you have an opportunity in those to change behavior. You have an opportunity to change habits. You have, have an opportunity to change results. The same things you may be looking for in the when you do a performance review, but you're doing it in a much more strategic way and you're doing it uh, with much more uh, uh, input uh, with the person uh, uh, on the other side of the table. Um, and I think you're going to get more buy in as well. And, with, and at the end of the day, you're going to get better results, which is what you're after in all of this. Yeah. You know, can I pile in here, Jim? Because this is such yeah, a an, this is such an important um, you know aspect, I think, of, of really operating any business or, or even just, you know, just trying to execute on a vision. Right. But, you know, a goal without a process, we call that a dream. OK. And, and if you have a dream and you add a process to it, now we're on a track to get something done. If you don't achieve a goal, it's it's so hard for us not to take that personally but you've got to recognize that a failure to achieve a goal is it's it's not a reflection on you it's a reflection on your process and this is why i hated performance reviews so much it's because we fixate on the outcome when what we should have done all along was take the table out from between the two of us right me the employee and and the manager that i'm working for is just remove the table from the conversation recognize that we're both on the same side because we're both dependent on having a positive outcome here and saying let's build a process that 
we believe will get us where we want it to get us to. And when we do that quarterly update, we do that, you know, that that midterm review or whatever it's going to be, we can just sort of say, like, are we being true to the process? Are we doing A, B, C and D like we said we would? And if we're not, then we know we need to do it. But if we are, then we can say, great, we're succeeding. We are sticking with the process that's supposed to build us towards the goal. And then if at the end of the year we didn't hit the goal, but we did the process, then we know where the problem was and we can update the process. We've got a starting point and we're still collaborating. But I think the first thing that we got to do is recognize that it's all about the process and let's take the table out of here and be on the same side of the equation. I, uh, I'm going to steal that from you, uh, getting the table, uh, getting the table uh, out from between the two of us. Heck, that's brilliant, Roger, because uh, it, it, it almost does become adversarial, right? This performance review. Um, and, and you're the one I really love. Uh, I really love it when the performance review is tied in with the bonus. Somebody's got a bonus and it's tied in with the performance review. And you have, oh, anyways, that's, why don't we save that for a whole <laughs> another podcast? Absolutely. You're new to using your new bonuses. Let's talk about how bonuses should be, how the, the payout and the um, the review of a bonus payout should be structured. Let's let's save that for another podcast because that's a, that's a, bo- that's a bone of contention I've had for 30 years in this business. So, <laughs> but uh, thank you for your insight. That's, you're spot on with all of that. Let's hit rule number 12 here, buddy. Rule number 12, the last one of the 12 rules of club management. And by the way, Roger, this has been a hoot doing this. It's been it's been a real learning experience for me because uh, you can come up with the title, but then you've got to do some research as to the content of it as well. So uh, for me, this has been learning about 12 things as well. So I'm really excited about that. And, and the 12th rule is do a snap analysis every year. Um, I was, you know, or you could call it review, review your core competencies every year. But I, I, I like the idea of doing the SNAP analysis. And, and and the SNAP came from looking at doing a SWOT. I said, should, should you do a personal SWOT analysis? You know, which businesses do all the times with this, look, during the strategic planning process when they look at their strengths and their weaknesses and their opportunities and their threats. And I thought, well, what 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 should you do on a on a on a personal level on a uh, um, on a, a club professional level. And I thought do a snap analysis, which would be on an annual basis. And we are at the beginning of the year, sit down and review your strengths. What are the strengths that have, what are, what are Jim Hope's strengths? What are Roger Kincaid's strengths? And what do you bring to the table for both your team and in the club environment for your members and for your board? Uh, and to a certain extent, what do you bring for your uh, suppliers as well? Because I think we often forget suppliers and all of this, that they become, they need to become part of the constituents of our club and then do a, uh, do it, do a needs analysis. So the the uh, the end and snap. Um, anytime you work with an executive coach, one of the first things you're going to do, and Kevin McDonald, who's a name that is going to be well known to the listeners of this podcast, one of the first things Kevin does with you is a needs analysis. And he gives you a list of about 90 different needs that somebody might have. And he narrows it down to where you'll get to five needs. And when you look at those, when you look at that five needs, when he's all done, you look and you go, I have to get one of, I have to get something of that every single day. And it's interesting what happens to you at the end of the day when you don't get those needs met and what happens to you when you do. So understand what your needs are and figure out um, how you can get those needs met. Uh, The A is uh, attributes. Don't be afraid to sit back and think, what are the attributes? What are the things that I have that are unique to me that um, I think are unique to my club that make me different from everybody else? And and how do I want to implement those attributes? How, how do they support what I do at the club? How do they support me as a GM or as a head golf professional, as an F&B manager, as a chef or whatever role that I have as a club? And then the last one is passions. P is for passions. I think every year you need to reinforce what your passions are and make sure that you know you're getting those. Make sure that you're doing something that is going to support what those passions are. And uh, for me, it was uh, this year I'm a runner. I, I like running. I'm not running as much as I can. 
Uh, I signed up for the uh, MEC, which is the Mountain Equipment Co-op, which is a, I don't know if they're a Canadian company, but certainly in Western Canada. And I signed up for eight 10Ks. Now I'm going to end up running about four of those, but I paid for all eight of them. So I've got, so I've now got a motivation to, to train and to run those 10Ks and they're in my calendar for the whole year. So I, I made sure that I did something that's going to support the passions that I have. So I think it's just really important to focus uh, to focus on that on that snap analysis, to do that every year. And I think what that does then is it allows you to focus on the areas that are important to you and it allows you to focus on the areas that you may need to um, spend a little bit more time on. Um and uh, I, I think that that's going to make you a better person, it'll make you a better husband, a better dad, and it'll certainly make you a club manager. And it'll give you some focus, as we talked about in an earlier podcast about the difference between work plans and performance reviews. It's almost you doing a personal work plan is what it is for you. Um, and I think one of the things you can incorporate in with that as well, as we talked about this in a previous pod, was is there something happening in your club that um, you're going to need to uh, uh, help uh, or, or improve in some expertise in? For example, if you're about to underdo an article review, articles review of your club, and you know that's going to be a big deal and you're getting some legal help involved with that, well, maybe that, that and it's not a strength of yours, but you may want to make that a strength. You may want to spend more time understanding the legalities of the articles and how they tie in with the, uh, at your club and with other clubs. So uh, by doing that snap analysis, I think it, it supports what you do well. Uh, I think you come out of that feeling good about who you are. It, it, it makes you uh, reaffirm what your passions are. And then it'll also uh, uh, figure out what your needs are and uh, make you a better manager and better husband, better dad, just a better person. Right. And, you know, going back to a, a prior rule here in, in Jim's 12 Rules of Club Management, tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And particularly when it comes to the A in SNAP, you know, when you're talking about your attributes, what you're good at, this is not braggadocio. This is you highlighting what you uniquely bring to your position and to your members and to your club. And so if you just happen to be the best, you know, F and B oriented club manager in the game uh, because you uh, you have this sort of culinary background or this pat or whatever those attributes may be, like write that down and, and just reconcile that with yourself that you and only you bring that to the table. You're not bragging. You're just talking about what makes you different and maybe in some cases uh, ideal. Yeah, interesting, Roger. Uh, over the period of the last week, we've been doing interviews. Uh, Kathy Francis, who's our recreation manager, retiring after 20 years, and she is an absolutely brilliant uh, recreation manager, but more importantly, she's uh, one of the best human beings that I've ever met. And so we had done a series of interviews over the week for uh, candidates for her position. And uh, someone I talked to on Friday said to me, the, I said, any questions, you have any questions of, of me? This was after a three hour interview. We just had this wonderful conversation for there. She said, what would your team say about you as a leader? And it stopped me in my tracks. And I, uh, I, I listed off all these things that I would hope that they'd say that I'm supportive and I, but I challenge them and I'm a goal setter and, you know, I bring energy and I've got enthusiasm and I'm, I'm fun to be around and all that stuff. And I finished it all. I looked at this person and I said, I really hope they would say that of me because um, I, th I think that's the leader that I am. But I'm not sure that it is. And so what it supported me when we were when I was thinking about the snap analysis is that, that this snap would would make me think about that. And it would also allow me to think that one of my attributes is this is me as a leader. But then I'd have to put some thought that is that really me as a leader? And if it isn't, what changes, what things do I have to do differently to become the leader that I want to be? So that was just a real life example of what happened to me on Friday that I think the snap analysis uh, will help me uh, solve. Brilliant. So give it to me again. Rule number 11. Work plans, not performance reviews. 
uh, and do a snap analysis every year. All right, Jim, that wraps it up. The the 12 Rules of Club Management, courtesy of Jim Hope. Thanks so much for listening. And, you know, share these podcasts and go to the engagedclub.com where you'll be able to see all six of these episodes that outline all 12 rules uh, put together in a toolkit format. So you'll be able to reference them, uh, bookmark that page, reference them anytime you want, and share them with other uh, colleagues that you have in the club business. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been the Engaged Club Podcast with Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with your fellow club managers and operators. Until next time, thanks for listening.